Hello everyone and welcome back to the Misunderstood World Podcast. I'm your co-host Bill. And I'm your co-host Dylan. And I'd like to welcome all the listeners back to our very special 10th episode still. We're 10 episodes in now. Can I know, I think it? we're doing quite well. I didn't think we'd get past episode 2, but it seems, it seems we're doing quite well. Yeah, it's a milestone. 10 is a milestone. Uh, it is, yes. It is. And welcome back to another Current Affairs episode. And today, uh, our Current Affairs episode is... Matt Hancock going on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. More like I'm a failed politician, get me out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, Dill, right? <laughs> so let's let's delve into Matt. No, let's not delve into Matt Hancock, but uh, let's, let's delve into <laughs> Matt Hancock as a, as a person. So, Dill, why don't you uh, just tell me what you know about Matt, Matt Hancock? So, oh, sorry, just got a mic position there, Bill. Um, he was a Conservative member, uh, member of Parliament for West Sussex. Um, he was what he was David Cameron, one of David Cameron's aide when David Cameron was Prime Minister. Um, he served as uh, Dig- Digital Culture Secretary, and then in 2019, he was through the pandemic. He was House Secretary. He was the one who kind of, um, under the advice of um, Public Health England and. Uh, the World Health Organization brought in all the health restrictions um, for Britain. He also was instrumental of bringing in the um, COVID vaccine uh, for everyone, which means that we would get rid of the um, restrictions in due time. Um, so he had quite a good legacy up to that point until he decided to do two things, give his contracts out to his uh, Tory donor friends um, to dis- distribute the uh, vaccines and have an affair basically it kind of in my opinion tarnished his legacy yeah i know what you mean so let's we'll delve into that all that in a sec so let's let's uh bring it back to the early days so he was mm. born as matthew john david hancock and he was born on the 2nd of october 1978 he's a british politician who served like you say a secretary of state for health and social care from 2018 to 2021 and a secretary of state for digital culture, media, and sport in 2018 for six months. If you knew that, though, yes, I did. He was in the Theresa May. Yeah, and then he he has been member of parliament for West Sussex since 2010. I wonder what his own constituency think of him, though. Probably not very highly, I imagine, Bill. I mean, he's basically abandoned. He's basically abandoned him representing his own constituency to go on a television reality show. Now, he's he's saying he's doing this because he wants to promote and spread awareness for uh, people with dyslexia because he himself is dyslexic. However, I do think it's just a publicity stunt because no one on that show goes to spread awareness on conditions or anything. They go there for the publicity. Yeah, they go there just to you know, like gain popularity. I think what he's trying to do is gain popularity back with the publics for what he did. Well, yeah, that is a good theory, but I I think this is his theory. He's going to, in the next general election, or if you're into politics, the next GE, um, he's going to lose his seat. So he's sort of just cashing in his chips now and trying to get fame and and no no notoriety as a celebrity now. I think that's what he's trying to do. Um, He's realised now, due to the affair and due to giving out dodgy contracts to his Tory mates, he's now realised to himself... 
oh, I'm never really going to be re-elected as a politician. He's tried to run as leader of the party a few times, but he never got in. He tried against Boris Johnson in 2019, didn't get in. So I think he's kind of kissed the dreams of being the new occupant for number 10 over. Um, so now he's just trying to become like a celebrity, a bit like the Ed Balls route, but except Ed Balls actually left Parliament, then pursue a career, which I have nothing against personally, but he never did it while he was a sitting MP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was born in Cheshire. I think he was born in Chester, where his family runs a software business. Yeah. He then studied for a BA in philosophy, politics and economics at Exeter College, Oxford, and mm. an MPhil in economics at Christ College, Cambridge. So he did his undergrad at Oxford, then he did his postgrad uh, at uh, Cambridge. He was an economist at the Bank of England before serving as a senior economic advisor and later chief of staff to shadow chancellor of the exchequer, George Osborne. Yes, yeah, so for people who don't know, that would, that was at the time Shadow Chancellor. He was Cameron's Chancellor in 2010, um, during the election, uh, during the time during 2010. Um, he is now, um, he, and he he then became like an advisor to him when he became Chancellor and worked alongside Osborne and Cameron to deliver the austerity cuts. Yeah, and so as you say, he was uh, elected for West Sussex in 2010 general election. He served as a junior minister at the Department of Business, Innovation and Skills from 2013 to 2015 and the United Kingdom anti-corruption champion from 2014 to 2015. He attended David Cameron's cabinet as minister for the cabinet office from 2015 to 2016. After Theresa May became prime minister, he was moved to the post of minister of state for digital and culture. He was promoted to May's cabinet in January 2018, cabinet reshuffle as secretary of state for digital culture, media and sports. Yeah. And then in July 2018, after the promotion of Jeremy Hunt to foreign secretary, Hancock replaced him as secretary of state for health and social care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he stood in 2019 Conservative Party election, but withdrew shortly after the first ballot. After endorsing Boris Johnson, he was retained in his cabinet in 2019. He served as the health secretary during COVID-19 pandemic in the United Kingdom and oversaw the early stage of the UK's vaccination programme. In June 2021, after it was shown that he had breached COVID-19 social distancing restrictions by kissing and embracing an aide, Gina Colla Delangelo... In the Whitehall office, Hancock resigned as health secretary. In November 2022, it was announced that he would be joining the cast of television series I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, leading to his suspension from the Conservative Parliamentary Group and, and its whip. As such, he sits as an independent in the House of Commons. Yes, so for people who don't understand, he may have removed the whip, they did the exact same thing to Jeremy Corbyn, which means when he's now in the House of Commons, he does not represent the Conservatives, just like Corbyn didn't represent the Labour Party, he now represents as an independent MP. Um, which I think is rightly so. Um, I've got I've got um, actually some information about Bada here. I was bring up. So the Conservative Chief Whip Chief Whip Simon Hart said he believed the matter was serious enough to warrant suspension of the whip with immediate effect. Now, obviously, the reason is because he's picking to fill his own ego and fill his own fame over his over his duty to his constituents and to the Conservative Party and to his country. 
Um, in fact, if you want to know how um, how the Conservative Party, Conservative Party in West Sussex feels, I've got a quote here, direct quote from Andy Durham, sorry, Andy Durham, uh, the Deputy Chair of the West Suffolk Conservative Association, said, "I'm looking forward to him eating a kangaroo penis." You can quote me on that. And that source was delivered by the Guardian. For those who want to look it up, <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of people are really looking forward to Matt Hancock doing all the Bush Tucker trials, and I'm celebrity. I feel like all the public's going to vote for him to do it every single time. Well, of course, because um, the way they looked at it is this man had co- brought out quick COVID laws, which would protect the countries, which was needed. And then he broke his own rules by having an affair. And his excuse was, well, I fell in love. People, ju- people died during that pandemic. People died. They were dying adults of all ages who couldn't see loved ones because there was a pandemic on, of a risk of spreading it. And he, he chose to have an affair. Now, I understand the pandemic. It affected everyone mentally. So it was a high-stress high time anyway. So I... I, not that I condone him having an affair, but I do understand why he would have an affair. Uh, the person he had an affair with, the Gina girl, was was his aide. Um, she was she was her fr- a good friend from from Oxford. They did student radio together, so they always had a close connection anyway. But that oh, still doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they've known each other for years. They're both in the same uni, so they're either the same year or around the same year. And um, they both did student radio, and then they ha- she, he recruited her as an aide. But obviously, I don't think he recruited her as an aide to have an affair with him. I think, it, like I said, under the circumstances, the, under the circumstances that there was a pandemic going on. And you know, I think I'm not I'm not standing up for him. By the way, I'm just saying this is probably what he thought. You know, he obviously had an affair, fell in love, and that the rest of it. But even so, um, that means his 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 um, actions aren't excusable because people were dying. You know, it's all right for saying, well, I can't live, but people were dying. People were losing their jobs and going on furlough. Businesses haven't recovered. So arguably what he's done was, um, you know, very, very immoral. And personally, he should have been, he should have been uh, suspended. He should have had the whip removed when he had the affair, really, to be honest with you. But it says a lot about the Conservative Party that they won't let, they won't let him remove the whip for um, breaking COVID protocol that he set. But he, they very happily do that if he goes on a reality TV show. Exactly, though. That's uh what, what was your rea- first reaction when uh, you found out, when you saw that video of him kissing that woman uh, ju- during the COVID lockdown? Like, did you feel angry? Did you feel upset? Like, what was going through your mind when you first oh, saw that? That's a good question, Bill. It was an absolute joke, if you ask me. Again, you know, people, people's loved ones are dying. People's jobs were at risk. People lost jobs, lost their businesses. Um, the world in general, society in general, at an all-time low. As health secretary, he should... His job should have been not just deliver the vaccine, but also increase the morale. And he did none of that. You know, he is a terrible person and the most immoral person. And he is a disgrace. You should shouldn't even call him a politician if you ask me, Bill. You know, it's absolutely disgusting what he's done. He's this. He has um, dishonoured the office of being a member of Parliament for Westminster. Yeah. So he, you know, for him to have actions like that. Like and considering he had a bit, some power, you know, like I said, what does a it shows that he's like a weak man, and you know well, he yeah. knew that he knew he knew that um that woman had a husband and children, 
and you know they, he still went ahead of the you know what I mean exactly exactly and during the time it wasn't a war but it was like Bembe going into World War 2 that's how Kirstam described it I'm gonna he actually said Kirstam like said when he first became leader of the Labour Party he said I'm I'm gonna treat Bertrand like a wartime Prime Minister um, I'm going to give him all the support he needs. I'm not going to give him strong opposition, particularly, which, you know, is I think the country needed it at the time when he first became leader because uh, we were going through a pandemic. And it didn't matter if you were a Conservative or a Labour member. We all were in it together. It doesn't matter what political affiliation we had. It didn't matter what social class you belonged to. We were all in, it, in this together. So we have to we have, we have to unite as Britain did in World War II to overcome this virus. And Matt Hancock's shown he isn't a team player. So, you know, it, it, it's very hypocritical him to turn around and say, because a lot of house parties during COVID, it's extremely hip- hypocritical for him to say, yeah, we, we, you're not allowed to go to house parties, but yeah, I can have an affair, you know, because it affected a lot of young people's social lives. And, you know, listeners listening who might be a bit older and might think, oh, well, it's just young people. It affected a lot of social lives of young people. You know, I think, you know, people don't understand how important it is for a young person to have a social life. You know, the command, the commandatory and just going out and seeing your friends. And he just took it away. He he took that away from us. I broke his own rules because he can, really. And I think it's absolutely disgrace speaking as a young person. But what do you think of his actions, Bill? Yeah, I think his actions weren't right. He definitely should have had more consideration for that uh, poor man and these children. He, what you know, um, at least he should have said to the Gina person, "Law, come on, you know, break it off, get a divorce, and then we'll see what happens." But you know, to do it under the veil of COVID, when obviously they had they were they worked closely together, I think it's quite cowardly, and um, that's what I think of it. Though. And uh, let's 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 get a bit more information about Mac Hancock here. So he has an older brother and a sister. He attended Farrington County Primary School in Farrington, Cheshire, and the fee-paid King School in Chester. He took yeah. A-level maths, physics, computing, and economics, and then we know that he studied there. Um, what he studied in the uni. After uni, he briefly did work for his family's computer software company and for a backbench conservative MP before moving to London to work as an economist for the Bank of England, especially in the housing market in 2005. He became an economic advisor to the shadow uh, chancellor of the exchequer, George Osborne, later becoming Osborne's chief of staff. And, uh, you know what? He had it all in front of him. He could have been a prime minister. If he yeah. didn't just let the ego get ahead of him, he could have been a prime minister. And taking it from an unbiased perspective, he would have been, as you know, I'm saying this as an unbiased, I think everyone, all of this knows that I'm a Labour person, um, is that um, he could have been a very good prime minister if he just had more confidence in being a leader and not making these immoral decisions, you know? He had knowledge. He could even have been Chancellor one day, which, as we've discussed the podcast before, Bill, Really, the Prime Minister, the Chancellor, has to be on the same page, same page. He could have been the second most powerful man in the country, having all that responsibility, and he just threw it away. Yeah, exactly. And then he continued. He, he then he uh, continued his role as Health Secretary and Prime Minister under Boris Johnson's cabinet. He supported the 
prorogation of Parliament in 2019 by Johnson, which he had previously opposed while running for the leadership of the Conservative Party oh, earlier in the year. That's, that's a very interesting thing. The reason why Johnson, because Man Hancock was actually a Remainer. He was a big time Remainer before he was a Brexiteer. I mean, he never really was a Brexiteer, but he kind of had the same sort of belief of there's no point in me, but it's already happened now. So there's no point in us campaigning for Remain. So, I mean, Johnson, the proclamation of Parliament was wrong. He shouldn't have done that. Um, that was one of, one of the biggest immoral things that Johnson did. Um, but yeah, no, he, he, he supported Johnson. And I think he returned Johnson because I think he just saw, saw what opportunity he could get from that. And then Johnson rewarded him of being health secretary under his cabinet because he knew, he knew, he knew if he were to go against Johnson, he'd probably find a different health secretary. So that's why he made the move, really, of not necessarily Brexiteer, but supporting the government's stance on Brexit and think we need to get Brexit done, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then on the 24th of September, the Supreme Court obviously ruled that the prorogation was unlawful. Yeah. But, so that shows like he, he hasn't even got any morals. He's just doing whatever, towing the party line, just because it's going to benefit him in the future. Yeah. And then in September 2019, uh, Channel 4 News interview, Hancock was asked to respond to allegations that at a private lunch in 1999, Boris Johnson had groped the leg of journalist Char- Charlotte Edwards under a table. Edwards also claimed that Johnson did the same to another woman at, at the same private lunch. In his reply to Channel 4's new question, Hancock said of Charlotte Edwards, I know Charlotte well and I entirely trust what she has to say. I know her and I know her to be trustworthy. A view shared by fellow Conservative MP Amber Rudd. Both Johnson and anonymous Downing Street officials denied the allegation. The problem is with Matt Hancock is he's in some ways he's worse than Boris Johnson because he's an enabler. He's allowing Boris Johnson to continue that behaviour. And uh, when you have when you fill your when you fill your room full of enablers or yes men, doesn't matter what they believe, they'll just say yes because they want a cabinet job. And that's who yeah. Matt Hancock is. He's more he's the most career driven politician I've ever met. Doesn't care about the actual honour and the morality of being an MP. He just cares about, oh, if I do this, I might get, keep my job or I keep it back. He has no morals whatsoever. Yeah, he jumps yeah. sinking ship to try and be close to the captain. Terrible. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? And then in October 2019, Hancock was lobbied by former Prime Minister David Cameron and financer Lex Greensill to introduce mm. a payment scheme. Hancock was implicated in the green uh, sill scandal as the payment scheme was later rolled out within the NHS. Exactly, that's what it kind of shows. What is that, Bill? Do you know what the green sill scandal is? If I can remember, if I can just remember, I think I remember vaguely, it was like um, a finance company in China, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they wanted to try and um, get them, I think it was to do something with Tata Steel. I think they bought Tata Steel and they wanted the government to pay for it or something like that. And when it got out, obviously it got completely shut down, basically. So it was just using the Tory donors and the corruption to try and get their people influence, to get the people power on the Welsh deal. Yeah, yeah. And then in November 2019, Hancock publicly apologised to Bethany, a teenager diagnosed with autism, for being kept in solitary confinement in various psychiatric facilities. Hancock apologised quote, for the things that have gone wrong in her care, quote, and said he her case in particular was, quote, incredibly difficult and complex, quote, uh, calling Bethany's case heart-rending 
and saying that he had insisted on a case review of every single person in those conditions. No, that's a load of rubbish, that, because, you know, as someone who, he is someone who identifies, he's someone who has dyslexia, so how he could treat another disabled person like that is an absolute disgrace, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah that's wrong with these people. They, 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 they're so above it, they're not even in tune with reality anymore. You know, he just let it slide because he didn't know, it didn't affect him, it didn't affect the people he knew. Most yeah. of his family and friends probably use private healthcare. Probably would never have happened, but it was absolutely disgrace. It was and then on October, uh, sorry, January thirty first, twenty twenty, COVID nineteen was confirmed to spread to the UK during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Hancock said the government was considering some quite significant actions that would have social and economic economic disrupt, uh, disruption. After the government gave strict social distancing advice, which was defied by large numbers of people, Hancock took a stronger line than the prime minister on condemning those still socialising in groups and uh, de-derided them as being very selfish. (laughs) The government later implemented legislation banning such groups and from from warning. Exactly, exactly. Well, before, that's what I'm trying to say, before he had the affair or before the affair came out, he did seem more of a moral person than Johnson. He's like, you need to get better. He seemed more like a team player. He felt like at times that Hancock was actually prime minister, to be honest with you, because he was saying, no, you can't do that. Boris is wrong. And he was going against it. But now now when the affair came out, it's making him a massive hypocrite because he was against, I'll tell you something else, he had the eat out, help out scene by Sunak when he yeah. was transferred. He was against that idea because of the spread of COVID. Oh, right. He was so much against that. And him and Sunak, I'm sure, had arguments over it. Yeah, yeah. And then 27th of March 2020, along with Boris Johnson, Hancock himself tested positive for COVID-19. He stayed in self-isolation with mild symptoms for seven days before delivering an update in COVID-19 testing targets and the government plans to write off 13.4 billion of NHS debt. So, Dill, you probably know more of this than me, but so obviously that would that be a good thing then writing off thirteen point four billion of NHS debt? Like what's, no, the, consequences, gonna pay for what's it. the consequences and of that? Well, someone's gotta pay for it. Um and it will either affect the economy. You can either reprint currency, which is dangerous because that just devalues it. Or you can borrow abroad, you can borrow that money abroad, but which means we're we're in. Uh, we, we owe that many country money, basically. So it was very stupid of him to do that, in my opinion. I understood why, because we were in the middle of a pandemic. But economically speaking, for the NHS, it means that it would more or less break it and gut it. You can't write off too much debt because if you keep doing that, it will uh, economically speaking, it will break down these institutions which are built for the public use. But that thirteen point four billion of NHS debt, who? Who would pay that back then? Like, like why? Why is the NHS in that there anyway? Well, spend. Well, what they've done, Bill, is they've they what they've the Tory party have done. They've cut the NHS down. They've really cut it down down to like a small, nominate object. And now what they're doing now with the debt is that now because they had debt, and now what they're doing is just saying writing off the rest of the debt. That means that money's still owed and stuff like that, you know, for supplies, paying staff. A lot of staff actually left the NHS and gone private because it's just so short staffed and stuff like that. You know, it can't, as an institution, it cannot run. Now, but like I said, someone, you're right, someone has to pay for it. 
um, the way to pay would be rising taxes now because the conservatives are not going to raise corporation tax because that means the wealthy will have to pay for it. So it means they'll go on the working class and the middle class people of this country could pay tax. People who are who are sort of um, below, you know, below the poverty line, and say are on like um, welfare and stuff like that, or low, very low income jobs, they can't pay for that because they can't afford it in their earnings. So it goes to the working class who have a good, who have a steady job and a middle middle class people who who have you know who have uh, who uh, take home um stability wealth they all have to pay for tax so that means you'd have to up taxes to pay for it yeah i was thinking that and then um April 2020, Hancock was criticised when it emerged that the target he had set for 100,000 daily COVID-19 tests had been only met by changing the method of counting to include 40,000 more home kits, which he had been sent, but not yet completed. This change was challenged by UK Statistics Authority and labelled a Potemkin testing regime. I know, and I'll tell you another thing what he did. He he had the idea to bring... You know, when people were in, what old people were sick in hospital, he had the idea to bring them back into the care homes, which means that's why you had this large spread of the virus in care homes, because he thought, yeah, we'll put them back into their care homes, which is very, very irresponsible of him. Yeah. That calls more death. If he didn't do that, Bill, there would be, there would be no, there would be no, um, they, the pandemic wouldn't have hit as bad. You know, if they would have made because sh- they made sure the public were fine, but he didn't make put, put much safety regulation in the care homes, and that's where it was spreading. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, uh, where am I now? Oh, yeah, April fifth of April, then twenty twenty. Hancock warned that all outdoor exercise in England could be banned in response to COVID nineteen if people did not follow social distancing rules. Saying. So my message is clear. If you don't want us to have to take this step to ban exercise all forms outside your own home, then you have to follow the rules. And the vast majority of people are following. That's see, that's where I draw the line, and I disagree. You oh, have no right. Any no person on this earth has a right to tell anyone that they can't go outdoors and exercise. Because I remember when all this was going on, and it was after his murder going on. Like yeah, everyone, you can't you, know, you can't ban exercise. It's a human right. You need it to survive. You do. You need it to survive. You need it for mental health. And think of yeah. how many people work out every day just for their mental health. You know what I mean? And for him, this man here, this cowardly man, to say, like, oh, you can't go outside and you can't do exercise. At trying to control your own sovereign body, oh, it's just madness. I know it's absolutely disgusting. He's making society more unhealthy when they need to be at the healthiest to combat the pandemic. <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. It's wrong. It is wrong. These draconian rules that he set by saying people can't exercise is absolutely disgrace. And what's worse, he's a big hypocrite and breaking the morning wages for love. Do you see why people are angry with him now, Bill? I do. I see exactly why people are very angry with him, Bill. I do indeed. And then Hancock received criticism for perceived sexism after suggesting on the 5th of May 2020 that that Labour MP and Shadow Health Minister Rosena Allen Khan changed the tone of her comments. Alan Khan, a doctor, had stated in Parliament the lack of testing was costing lives when Hancock suggested she should take a leaf out of the Shadow Secretary of State's book in terms of tone. Well, first of all, Bill, was it Rosie Rose Khan, did you say? Uh, Rosena Alan Khan. Rosena, yeah. apologize. Rosena Khan, Dr. Rosena Khan. She's a, a former NHS doctor, okay? He has no medical experience. Of course, she's going to be passionate about it because she's seen the results of it. 
in her in the hospital, she's waiting on her colleagues and her patients, and I'm sure even members of her own family. He has no right to say to a doctor who is more qualified than him about health to say she needs to watch tone, tone during a pandemic. If I was Matt Hancock, I would have taken a pencil and notepad and wrote down the stuff she was saying because what she was saying was the absolute all oh God honest truth. You know, you cannot silence people like that who are specialists in their field and could understand how the pandemic would affect the health service and people's bodies from a health perspective. It is absolutely disgraced and wrong. The arrogancy of this man. The yeah, absolute he, arrogance. He does have arrogance, doesn't he? <laughs> then, um... <laughs> On the 15th of August 2020, the Daily Telegraph reported that Hancock was to merge Public Health England and the NHS Test and Trace into a new body called the National Institute of Health Protection, modelled on the Robert Koch Institute. The new body, renamed as the UK Health Security Agency, was set up before autumn amid a feared surge in coronavirus cases. Did they end up merging those, or did, did they I'm not? not so, I'm not too much sure, sure, to be honest with you. I don't think so. I haven't heard that. Really, so we wouldn't know. Um, I don't think they did. But I do know that they brought out a lot of these... Um, because Nightingale hospitals and you know, and a lot of them are just empty. To be honest with you, they didn't need them. <laughs> they spent a lot of money. Like they, for the listeners who don't know, uh, Venue Cymru, which is a theatre in Llandudno, uh, which is sort of our local theatre, they changed that into a um, a theatre as a. I know this is Labour government as well, but the Tories did it as well. They they, they changed it into Nightingale hospitals. But they didn't need it, so they ended up doing the mass mass, mass test centers, not vaccine centers, which they should have done in the first place. Exactly, and then on the 11th of October 2020, Hancock denied breaching a 10 p.m. drinking curfew in the smoking room bar in the House of Commons, put in place because of the pandemic. Eight days later, the Daily Mirror published a photograph of him riding in his chauffeur's driven car without wearing a mask. He's just literally breaking his own rule out the rule. Like, yeah, he has no co- he has no consideration of oh, I set these rules, hence the public must follow it. You see, Mark Drayford, he was first minister, and and um, Vaughan Geffen, who was health secretary at the time. You know, a lot of the policies were popular, and they knew that. But this was for the Welsh government, the Senate. Um, they followed the rules down to a T, especially Mark Drayford. In fact. I think he or his wife had COVID and he had to just live in a shed basically down the garden because he was so dedicated to the rules and the rules were very unpopular, but you know, they got the Welsh government got a lot of backlash of that, but at least when they made the rules, they ensure that they followed it, you know? Yeah. I'm not taking, I'm, I'm not saying this from a Labour perspective. I'm saying this from a moral perspective. The Labour government set out rules, which were very unpopular. They all knew it was very unpopular, but they stuck to it. Unlike Hancock, who didn't absolute disgrace. Yeah, and then on the 21st of October 2020, Hancock voted against the Labour uh, Labour Party Opposition Day motion to extend free school meals over uh, holidays for children in England, with the final vote being 322 against 261 in favour. Three months later, shopping vouchers for families in need were reintroduced. On Good Morning Britain, Hancock praised the government for reintroducing the scheme, despite being repeatedly reminded by Piers Morgan that he had opposed it in Parliament. That's a load of rubbish, and I'll tell you why. The only reason why they did that was because Marcus Rashford campaigned and said, this is absolutely insane. Why would you do anything like that? I'm agreeing with Marcus Rashford. It took a footballer who has nothing to do with politics come in and say, 
this is absolutely rubbish. Why are you doing this? It's insane. We're doing I don't know time. how you can vote against giving free school meals to children over the holidays. These poor children, they go to school, you, they get a free school meal. Some children are less fortunate. That might be their only meal for the whole day. You know, they they rely they rely on preschool meals, and if t- for them to ex- to vote against extending it over the holidays, it's a disgrace. And I'll tell you why, Bill. I'll tell you why, right? Because it doesn't really affect them, does it? It doesn't affect the Conservative MP. No. Most of those Conservative front benches, it doesn't affect them because they'll go home, and it's people they mix with. They don't need preschool meals. Hence, it doesn't affect them. Yes, it would cost the taxpayer more money, but if it's to feed starving children during a pandemic, surely, surely we should, we should, we, you know, no average person think to themselves, no, I don't want to pay taxes to help starving kids and the privileged like kids. If you went to the average person in the street and they said, oh, would you, would you, uh, would you would we would you mind the government taking an extra pound out of your paychecks to feed starving children? Obviously, everyone would be like, no problem. You yeah, I mean? they like, please do take more, you know, because people are starving and they need food. You know, it's absolute disgrace. It's absolute disgrace and dishonoured. It's dishonoured, and then to praise the government, not to praise Marcus Rashford, but then he can't do that on interview because then he'd be criticising the Conservative Party. Well, he can do it now. He's an independent, can't he? So, yeah, exactly. You know, and then on the 2nd of December 2020, Hancock incorrectly claimed that the MHRA's fast approval of the first COVID-19 vaccine was possible because of Brexit. The MHRA stated that it had followed an expeditious procedure allowing allowed under EU legislation, which was still in force in the UK during the transition period. Right, I'm not going to stick it from here, but what he kind of meant there was... He's sort of right and he's sort of wrong. I'll explain why he was right, because we were no longer part of the European Medical Agency because we were no longer part of the EU. Hence, we didn't have to wait as long as they did, if that made sense. But, however, our own regulations were based off them, so the actual system was exactly the same. So it's right and wrong in that statement. Um, if we were still in the EU, we would have to wait longer for our vaccine, which means it would have been longer to um, unlock the restrictions, if that makes sense, Bill. So yeah, yeah. right in that regard, but then if you're based the model exactly off the European Medical Agency, then it's still going through the same standards. So he is sort of right and sort of wrong on that. Yeah, and then on 19th of February 2021, after a legal challenge by the Good Law Project, the High Court judge ruled that Hancock had acted unlawfully by handing out PPE contracts without publishing details in a timely way. A ruling released by the High Court sta- uh, stated, there is now no dispute that in a substantial number of cases, the Secretary of State breached his legal obligation to publish contract award notices within 30 days of, of the award of the contracts. The details were published within 47 days. That's what I'm trying to say because these suppliers don't understand they work for the public interest, they don't work for themselves, they work for public interest. So the government are employing their services, they need to go through the same scrutiny as any other company. But because, you know, it was Tory donors, his friends, they, they got a pass, which is absolutely disgusting in my behaviour. It's corruption. It is the biggest turn of corruption I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. I'm disgusted, ashamed of him. Yeah, definitely. And then in May 2021, the former Downing Street Chief Advisor, Dominic Cummings, claimed tens of thousands of people died who didn't need to die during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. What he, uh, what he claimed to be criminal, disgraceful behaviour within Downing Street under the supervision of Hancock. Cummings also said that Hancock 
should have been fired as health secretary for 15 to 20 different things. Following his testimony, YouGov noticed that people in the general public thought Hancock should should resign than stay in his post, despite questions over the accuracy of coming statements. Prime Minister defended Hancock in his decision-making. Well, of course, because it's, you know... If he were to get rid of a secretary, it would have been seen as a weak government. Um, Keir Starmer, actually, I think he didn't think Hancock should resign for it. And I think the reason why for that is, and this is where people are going to say, oh, Keir Starmer, he's he's a red kite conservative. He's not, by the way. But the reason why he they said that was because I think he felt like the people needed stability, if that makes sense. But no, I, I, I do think he should have been sacked. But I do understand. I do see where Keir comes from. But yeah. no, he, he should have, like I said, he should have got the Tory removed then and been an independent MP. If I was Tory chairman, I would have removed a whip. Uh, if, I was ch- if I was chief whip, I would have removed his whip and I would have kicked, and I would have kicked him out of his party. Hell, I would even say, you know, let's have a by-election. That's how, much, you know, with everything, with the regulations, uh um, breaking the laws, the contracts, you know, he should have he should have become, you know, they should have had a by-election. He, he does not deserve to sit in Westminster and deserve to make decisions for the people of West Suffolk. It's a disgrace. And then, uh, finally, on the 25th of June, it revealed that Hancock had breached the COVID-19 social distance restriction with that woman, Gina. Um mm-hmm. Images of him kissing and embracing her in his Whitehall office on the 6th of May were published in the Sun newspaper. Uh, the government's guidelines allowed intimate contact with people from a different household only from the 17th of May. The previous year, Hancock had failed to declare he had appointed this woman, Gina, as an unpaid advisor at the department and later to a paid non-executive director role on its board, for which Gina would earn between 15 and 20,000 annually from public funds. Gina had become a close friend of Hancock after meeting him at uni. And then later that day, on the 25th of June, Hancock admitted that he had breached the social distancing guidelines in these circumstances and apologised for letting people down. And here's the mad thing. Boris Johnson later then accepted the apology and considered the matter closed. And then Hancock then resigned on the evening of 26th of June, stating... Those of us who make these rules have got to stick to them and had not because of his breaking the guidance. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason why he resigned was because he got caught. If he didn't get caught, he wouldn't have resigned. Oh, definitely not. He would still be held. You know, I don't know if he held today, but he'd still be, I'm pretty sure he'd still be in the cabinet today. Definitely. Yeah. So you know how he's going on. Uh, I'm a celebrity now, though. Do you think all the campmates are gonna like roast him and they're gonna? Oh yeah, him? yeah. And I hope, I hope, I hope ITV actually shows what they ask him and like what he says. He'll have no friends there, Bill. No one will really want to care. For him. No, they're gonna they're gonna be civil with him though, aren't they? Well, I don't know. You know, think about it. What they live off is rice and beans, and I've seen. Yeah, like, he's coming back with no stars each time. It'd be so he's funny. Gonna get a thing. People get angry because they're hungry. They get a bit dehydrated because angry. Manners will go out the window, Bill. I guarantee it. 
Uh, exactly, and you know he isn't the most. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the most sporty, fit type of person. No, so. I, I disagree. He does. Oh no, he does run, doesn't he? Runs stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He is who quite knows? sporty. Who, yeah. who knows? He might be good at the bush trucker trials. Who knows? He might be better at the bush trucker trials than he was a run in this country. Probably to that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's um, um, it's it's just weird how he's decided to go on it, isn't it? Like apparently he's getting paid four hundred thousand for it as well. Yeah. So it, it, again, it's just a paycheck and for him to increase his fame after he's a politician after the after this uh, thing he'll he'll lose his seat either the conservative party west suffolk will select a new candidate to be a conservative mp or he will and then he'll run against it or they'll lose and that tory person will get in or a labor person or a Lib dem person might get in so he's basically messed up all the conservative volunteers of west sussex sorry west suffolk um there was a, in fact, there was somebody, I think it was either a senior conservative or it might have even been the chief whip, Simon Hart, I watched an interview, and he was saying that there could be a general election in the next two years, in the next few months while he's in the jungle, you know, when he should be out campaigning, and he's not, he's just messing around in the jungle, so again, he's, he's, he's hiding from his duty like a mouse hiding from a cat, and I find it absolutely disgusting and deplorable human that he is. I know, I know. All right, I think uh, we're getting coming to an end of it. Have you got anything else to say, Dil? Yes, here's to Matt Hancock, the greatest health secretary who ever lived. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you never tell lies, do you, Dil? So that's a true no, statement. He is, he is a fantastic health secretary. <laughs> but, you know, such a such a true king, man of the people. Such a noble, honourable man. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Steve Jake, how about you, Bill? Any final thoughts? I just couldn't my final thoughts are I just couldn't believe Boris Johnson kept on sticking up for him the whole time and uh, I just can't believe he went that far to you know break his own break his own rules and it's, it is looking back on it it was a crazy time and like I don't know why the public put up with so much of that rubbish really but don't you think don't you think it feels like a South Park you know how they have parodies of politicians I feel like we're living in a parody to be honest with you honestly yeah no. it does, you know what recent politics seems like it's, it's a joke I think we've discussed this before, but politicians nowadays can't get away with what they used to be able to get away with. You know, you've got the internet, you've got like p- images, people are always around. Like, politicians can't just sit up in House of Commons anymore and just get away with what they want. They're, they're get, you know, they're being ridiculed by the public to do the job properly. And I and think that's it, a good thing, to be honest with you. And people, exactly. And people, you know, satire is a very strong thing. People used to use satire to. Um, exaggerate politicians you see spitting image and, and shows like that well this government here you know it's its own satire no piece no comedian or you know um, no comedian or either spoof show or party show can ever think make havoc because they're doing exactly things what they would do they have no shame about it as well you know at least the old days they would sort of lie about it but now they're like yeah we've done it what else can we do that's all they're doing yeah we've done it but look look we delivered brexit that's all oh, that's if you ask any someone any one of these uh, conservative cabinet members you'll say all they'll be like yeah but we delivered brexit like delivering one thing can undo everything else, you know? And yeah. Brexit is not even popular. There was a poll saying that if Britain were to vote for Brexit now, most of the British people would actually vote to remain in the EU. So what does that tell you? There you go. There you go. Well, just want to thank everyone for listening.
to the Misunderstood World podcast. And I hope everyone has a good day. Stay safe and make sure to check us out, like I say, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We uh, we have Instagram Reels. We've got TikTok as well. You know, make sure, you know, we want to hear some comments back. We want to hear some feedback. So, yeah, this has been the Misunderstood World podcast. I'll see you next time.